Hello, okay, so it is a solar eclipse in Sagittarius um, today, tonight. It's technically uh, five hours from now, like a little over five hours from now. I'll probably, hopefully, will be asleep by then because I need to sleep early, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you'll hear my parents in the background, um, as you have over the last couple episodes. Anyway, but again, manifesting studio, <laughs> but um, but also no real rush. But I did want to share some thoughts because I had sent my friend a voice message and some of the things that I said in there I wanted to have um, on record on my podcast, especially with the Sagittarius um Uh, moon transit happening in my fifth house of self-expression, of um, identity. Um, I mean, I actually don't even know if fifth house is seen with identity. Uh, I'm kind of at this place with astrology where I kind of, I'm very much in my own interpretation of it. And obviously I wouldn't really care so much about correcting myself, but I am spreading this out. So there are people who may listen to this and be like, is the fifth house identity? Like, I don't know, girl, you should do your own research to be sure. But how I interpret the fifth house is, you know, people say like self-expression, creativity, children, but it's like, I, um, I know that it's, uh, like Leo is associated with the fifth house and with Leo, I often think of identity but I know that identity is kind of I don't know I, I sometimes I just think that's not really the full word the right word but anyway um with the fifth house you know Sag is in there the moon is currently in there with the sun and Mercury so this is very much um a time about you know me and I mean, definitely the word expression is enough. Um, and the results of that, I don't really know how fifth has to do with children. Like I've read about it, but I don't fully understand it yet. Like I'm assuming it's because of like, you know, fourth house is childhood and roots and ancestral roots and all that shit. So, and like family, whatever, blah, blah. So then it's like, um, fifth house. I see it as like the result of that, you know, like, you know, going to the next house and it's like, what comes of that? What is put out into the world because of what was planted in the prior house, you know? So I guess like that's where the children aspect comes from, like the literal offspring aspect of it. But yeah, anyway, enough astrology talk for now. Um, I'm going to talk about how this is how this is affecting me as a person. Um, and you know, about 3D astro girlies. I hope that gives you a bit of context on everything I'm about to say. But um, I've identified within myself that I always expect the worst thing to happen. And that comes from years of trauma and being caught off guard and being betrayed um as painfully as I have been over the past couple years and it's not really I also want to say because I know that people can often see things a certain way I do want to identify how I see things and I mean not identify but I guess like I mean I guess but like reveal and spotlight and highlight how I see things where it's like I 
was betrayed, but I'm sure the people who betrayed me felt that I betrayed them first. Now, because I am me and I only care about myself in this situation, I don't give a fuck about how I betrayed those people, how they perceived any sort of betrayal because I did not intend to betray anyone. So if any betrayal was perceived, that's on them. That's their life story. I ain't gonna fight it. Leave me alone type shit. But I was plotted against and therefore that betrayal I will see it for what it fucking is and I will grow from it as that so anyway so like um dealing with all of that and even especially understanding that I had no intention of betraying anyone but somebody could see my actions as uh intent to betray and really living with this fact that like people will see things the way that they see things and up until this experience for me obviously this is something that I also was like, I also uh, felt prey to this type of mindset as well, where if someone hurts you, it's so easy to think that they did it on purpose. Like it's so easy to let your fear, anxiety and insecurity come together and make you think that you quite lit. Oh my God, he's they're too loud. This is pissing me off. I'm sorry. Okay, I am back, and I want to say one of the reasons why I don't tell them to be quiet is because I literally, again, this ties back to what I'm talking about, where I always expect the worst, but it's like, I, even though I've never told my parents to, like, quiet down and they, like, react in a negative way before, I fear that they will. You know, I think about all the times where they have reacted negatively to things, and the worst case scenario is that I'm like, hey, can you be a little quieter because like I'm recording something and they react in those ways that they've reacted, even though they've never reacted like that to me asking them to quiet down. So that's kind of like a per- so, you know, everything happens for a reason. The thing is, though, is I have to just get over it because I listen to the audio back where it's like it's not that distracting. Like you hear them in the background, but you can still hear me. So whatever I just need to live with it but if I ever do pause it's because of that it's because I'm just like no but it's it's making me angry um because I can hear them very clearly anyway but um anyway so that was like a perfect uh example though of how I see things negatively and again I'm not the only person who thinks this way or sees things in this way um But that's what I mean when I say expect the worst out of things. Now I'm going to actually go back and listen to what I was talking about so I can pick up from there. Okay, I'm back. So (laughs) even though if you're listening to this, it's it's not, it's like I never left. Anyway, but um, yeah, it's easy to think that people are hurting you on purpose. It's easy to think that someone hurt you on purpose because once you've, I literally, once you've reached the age of like, 16 17 you've been plotted against at least twice in your life at the very least twice in your life and you've if you've only ever been plotted against twice in your life you are extremely fucking lucky and different right because most people have been plotted against by the time they're like six years old like human beings were so emotional and when you're younger like you literally don't know anything so usually for the most part like if someone isn't you know guiding you it 
and telling you otherwise, if something happens and you have an emotional response, you're going to react to that emotional response. Like you're going to, um, move from a place of emotion. Okay. Because we are animals. Okay. We're extinctual. And so it's just gonna happen. Right. Is instinctual a word? I think it is. Don't laugh at me if it's not, but I think it is. Anyway, you know, like sometimes when you ask yourself if something's a word and it's like, it is very much a word because you know, like sometimes I'll talk to my friends and they'll be like, is this a word? And I'm like, no, it's, it's literally a word. Like, it's so funny that you're even questioning it. Like, yeah, it's, it's a word, but sometimes it happens to the best. It happens to all of us anyway. But I'll be honest, I hate the people where it's like, if you're saying things like that and then they like, look at you like you're dumb or like you've never read a book before. And it's like, nigga, people like that, I'm gonna be honest with you, people like that, I just, I interpret it as being extremely insecure and are the type of people who feel like these arbitrary things are signs of intelligence but like not for like other people but for themselves like they're the type of people where like they make sure that they say things correctly all the time because they're like if they don't that that means that they're dumb and it's like no <laughs> like you're not dumb if you make a mistake you're not dumb if you don't know something you're dumb if you just I feel like being dumb is very specific like for me a dumb person and also I think that being dumb and stupid smart and wise are things that are not permanent like you could be wise for a child but if that wisdom never grows then you grow up to be a very immature adult because a lot of um mature kids grow up to be very immature adults because people stop teaching them things like people stop watching them people stop paying attention to them because they think that these kids are smart enough or wise enough to just teach themselves and it's like no maybe they're just really good at understanding information but they need information to be given to them to understand when you stop giving them the information they will fall behind right I mentioned that before I get to the definition of being dumb or stupid or anything like that it's like I don't like this idea like I don't like calling people stupid like I get it it's a saying we all say it like I'm not immune to that like sometimes I'll get upset but like people are so stupid or I'll be like oh my god like I'll think in my head like this person's so stupid but I always try to correct myself I always try to remind myself because I never want to get into that habit of thinking people are stupid because People are not stupid and one day someone may be stupid but then tomorrow they'll be the smartest person you've ever met because people are too complex to be judged like that. So, so like, I want to say the word blatantly but or flippantly, I don't know if those are either the right words I want to say but so blanketly, like, like people are too complex for that. Like nobody's just stupid, right? I feel like for me when it comes to dumb or stupid, or an idiot, or anything like that, it literally just means someone who is unaware of how much they don't know, like, making a mistake doesn't make you stupid, not knowing something doesn't make you stupid, but being so painfully unaware of how much you don't know, and this is very specific, like, those are the type of people who are like know-it-alls like I think being a know-it-all is stupid because it's like you don't know it all and if you if you give yourself this persona people are going to stop giving you information because 
information is a gift. Like somebody telling you what's up, t- someone telling you what's what's going on, that's them doing you a favor because this information, they already know it. They're already using it to help them. At this point, they're literally helping you out if they tell you this, right? So if you don't appreciate it, if you don't respect it, then that makes you stupid because now you're about to put yourself in a very bad situation. And I feel like every person has been through this. I have been through this. I have been a know-it-all. You know what I'm saying? I have met people who were know-it-alls and I see how it affects them. I see how they lose so many good things in their life because the people who want to help them, right, they shun these people, they belittle these people. And typically when people are know-it-alls, they're just insecure and they're aware that they don't know, but they don't want to accept that they don't know, which is stupid. <laughs> just accept that you don't know something. If you act like you know something, you don't know it, bro, you are literally leading yourself astray. And like that within itself is stupid. Why would you lead yourself astray? You know, but obviously people are not aware that they're leading themselves astray because if they did know they were doing that, they would probably act differently. But again, the only way they would know that they're being led astray, you know, or leading themselves astray is if they actually listened and observed and paid attention to their surroundings, right? And again, I feel like we all go through these experiences, I for sure went through this experience um, pretty much, I feel like most of my life I've been going through this experience, you know, um, like people, I've been called smart before, but I've also been called dumb before. And I've been called dumb because people know I'm smart and it just makes them feel better to lie and say that I'm dumb. But I've also actually been very dumb. So like, it's been easy to call me out and call me dumb. But the thing is, though, is I've never truly been stupid. I may have done stupid things, but I will never, I've, I don't know, I look back, I don't think I've ever been genuinely stupid. I just think I just did not know things. And then people try to tell me things and I wasn't listening because I thought I knew, which is stupid. So I had my stupid moments. I've made stupid mistakes. But overall, ultimately, I was a child and I was just ignorant by default. You know what I'm saying? I just didn't know by default and I was trying to exercise and practice agency, you know, and girl made some mistakes along the way. But I also want to highlight this thing where so many people from the outside looking in on someone's life are so quick to call people stupid. And I also want to highlight that that within itself is also stupidity. Because sometimes, yes, you're right. Sometimes you just want to be like, oh my God, people are so stupid. But a lot of people are very comfortable with calling others stupid without even fully understanding their situation. And that for me also just tells me that you are suffering from being stupid stupid at this moment you know what I'm saying like I'm sorry it's my son I'm oh my god there's something I want to say but I'm gonna get I might get into trouble for saying this but let's just take a pause because what what may be implied is not what I'm trying to imply but it's just an example but even just mentioning this without the space in between it, it, it could be misinterpreted so a few seconds pass by be like oh my god she's like you know get curious what's she about to say so you can forget about what I just said so you don't make um in incorrect assumptions or incorrect connections so period space space new paragraph um so my mother right she judged me this woman all she ever did in her true Libra moon fashion 
she judged me and she did her best to not judge me entirely in certain moments but when she grew extremely frustrated when she grew extremely upset she would just resign into calling me stupid she would get very emotional and she would call me stupid and I hate that and I don't ever want to call my child stupid I never ever want to do that like I never ever ever want to do that because again we all have stupid moments and we all are stupid sometimes but I just don't ever want my child to experience what I experienced, which is the feeling of having no safe space and being unseen or feeling unseen or unacknowledged. Um, Because again, I feel like calling someone stupid or dumb or idiotic or idiot or anything like that is so blanket. Like it's such a blanket thing. Like it's oversimplifying something like, yes, this is stupid. Yes, this mistake was dumb, but it's like, they're more than their mistake. They're more than what they don't know. Like they are more they are more than who they are in this moment. Right? Like in this moment, yes, this is who they are and that should be acknowledged. But what should be respected is the fact that like this is a full person who probably has not always been like this. Even if these elements have always existed, they probably were not always like this. You know? We are always a product of our lives and we change every day whether we realize it or not or other people realize it or not. Because the world is always changing around us and we have to adapt to that. Otherwise, we will suffer. We will suffer. And most of us do because changing is not easy. You know what I'm saying? Changing is hard. But um, any fucking way. Um, my mom, like she has called me stupid and she's called me stupid during very fragile times in my life. Because she sees me getting into these situations as a result of my stupidity. And I'm like, that is the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Like, not that her thoughts of it being stupid is stupid, but the fact that you would even say that to your child when they are in such a fragile state. That is so counterproductive. That is so stupid. Like, what did you gain from that? Because what you did not gain was productivity and if your whole purpose is to like help someone get to a better place why the fuck would you say something that will quite literally make them feel worse like make it make sense it does not you can't it does not compute I don't ever want to be that type of parent I don't ever want to do that like especially because I really do want to raise children who are complex thinkers who are critical thinkers I want them to see multiple components of their reality and not just one or two or three but the infinite amount and the thing is the only way to understand the infinite amount is by understanding that there's a lot that you don't know and that the situations that you're currently in today are never going to make a lot of sense like they're not always going to make a lot of sense like when you're in moments or time periods where things make a lot of sense, it's probably because you're reaching conclusions. It's probably because whatever is making sense to you now has been an ongoing thing and you've been piecing things together, right? My point is, is that like, just shit just doesn't make sense a lot of the time and you need to like learn for it to make sense. And part of that journey comes with a fragile part of you. It comes with being fragile. It comes with being vulnerable. It comes with making mistakes. It comes with doing things that in hindsight just seem like so fucking dumb. But you have to be aware of the fact that like you have to respect this about yourself. You didn't know. 
And that's something I struggle with all the time as I've been recovering from these past traumas. Like, I did not know any better. And there are people around me who did know any, who did know better, but that doesn't actually make them better than me. That doesn't actually make them smarter than me. It just means that they knew better about the current situation than I did, right? Because again, we are complex beings. Like, like that whole thing where people say, like, don't call people stupid because they may not be good at this thing, but they could be really good at something else. Like, yes, that's a real thing. And it's so easy to make oversimplified, like, statements. And we all do it. I do it too. Like, but it's about awareness. Because again, like I said, I am, I'm a human being. Sometimes I see things, I'm like, oh my God, that's stupid. You know, I'm like, oh, I get frustrated. I'm like, oh my God, they're so stupid. But again, it's like catching yourself and being like, okay, I understand why I feel this way. I'm valid. Cool. But I need to relax because I need to remember that life is not always what you see with your naked eye. Like life is so much more than what you're currently perceiving, literally, right? So all of that shit. Anyway, back to my point. We're talking about perception and shit, and that's all about Sagittarius. So I like to think that this all falls in line together, but... I did also want to continue further about just like realization. So I always expect the worst case always because of, you know, traumas and stuff. But also when I was younger, I grew up very sheltered and I also grew up in a household that like had parental uh, control on my computer. I had I, I mostly listened to like Disney music up until the time that I was about like honestly when I started middle school because when I started middle school you know I started to meet different types of people and they exposed me to different type of music so again it wasn't until I really started to like get like to hang out with my peers more I was very sheltered and even during like middle school and high school I was still very very sheltered but there was more exposure there but point is, is I was kept very innocent right and so I did not know how bad life could be. Like when it came to bad, I was very naive and I did not know, bro. Like I just did not know. And it backfired, right? Like it really, really backfired. And I understand why parents are like that. Um, they do that because they want their kids, you know, quote unquote, be good. They want their kids to not, you know what I'm saying? Like they want their kids to be in a certain arena of life. I'm not sure if that's realistic because of my experiences, you know, but I'm still growing. I'm still learning and understanding myself. So maybe when I'm like 30 years old, I might be like, you know what? I see, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see it a little better now because I am much more, I feel like I'm much more um, moralistic than most of my peers. Like, I feel, I mean, like, not to say that other people don't have morals, but I feel like my, like, when people meet me a lot of times, they make me feel like I'm, like, a goody-goody two-shoes. Like, often, okay, but it's complicated because when people see the way I dress, right, like, people think that I'm a certain way, but then they get to know me and then it's the exact opposite. And I experienced that a lot where like because of the way I dress, I, I very much embrace my sexuality. I very much embrace that I have a beautiful body and that I have a sexy body and that I'm a beautiful woman. Like I enjoy that shit. 
And I'm constantly judged by that. Like men think that they can disrespect me or that I want their attention. Um, women think that they have a right to judge me or treat me poorly. You know, like people, people be showing their asses because of how I dress and because of my way of physically expressing myself through fashion and things like that. But, um, but then when people get to know me, it's like, I'm very, very quote unquote innocent. Like I get called innocent a lot. And I think that that's something that may follow me for a very long time. I just cannot imagine being innocent for the rest of my life. I just don't think that's realistic, but I do think that I'll probably be innocent for a very long time. Like I think that I just have a large amount of innocence and it will deplete over time but it'll still always be a large amount you know what I mean like compared to um my peers and a lot of that just has to do with the fact that I got a very late start on understanding the ugliness of the world and um because of the fact that when I was growing up as a child, I always expected the best. I always expected positive things. I always expected good things because I just didn't know any better. And of like, and of course, if you don't know any better at all and you're thinking about life, you think about what you want to happen and what you want to happen is the best case scenario. So of course, that's where my mind went to. And, you know, a lot of people could interpret that as me being stupid and people did like even my ex, um, my ex best friend of 13 years, you know, like I know this bitch thought I was stupid and she might say not, but I don't trust her. And that's one of the reasons why she's an ex best friend is because I just, I don't trust her and I don't think I will ever trust her. I think that a lot of the past experiences in our friendship just really traumatized me because she keeps a lot of things to herself. And I know she's probably thinking a bunch of things because I'll listen to the things that she says about other people in her life. And I'm like thinking about how she conducts herself with them. And I'm like, okay, so you probably do the same thing with me. So like, what do you really think? I don't want to be friends with someone who thinks I'm stupid. Like, why would I want to be friends with someone like that? And the thing is, people like that, again, they think they're so smart. And I'm sorry, I'm not even trying to come at her like that. But this is just like a trigger for me, which is, again, why it's like ex-best friend. And the thing is, I did reach out to her and she did not respond. But after um, I stopped wanting to be friends, and the thing is, I also feel like it's a pride thing for her. I feel like I don't know. I don't know. Let me not. I, I, I could actually talk about it because you guys know what I'm talking about. You don't know who I'm talking about. So it's just like I um, I don't know. I just like have I don't know. I just have these feelings and I don't know how true they are because, again, she doesn't share how she feels. She doesn't really share her thoughts. And even when she does, I don't believe her because it's like she has never fully acknowledged where she was coming from during the times where she was not a good friend, you know, like, I never actually fully ever understood why she did the things that she did or reacted in the ways that she did, because she wouldn't tell me. So it's like, I don't trust you. <laughs> like, if you don't tell me things, girl, I'm just not going to trust you. That just is what it is. And I probably will always be like that. Because the people who betrayed me in the recent past, like they just kept so many secrets and they did that because they were betraying me. So now I have this thing where it's like, if you keep secrets from me, like, I don't care if you love me. I don't care if, you know, all like, I'm just not, 
I just, I guess it's best if we just don't talk to each other because I will just be triggered the entire time. And it's just, what's the point? Anyway, but that's what I mean with the ex um, in the best friend thing. But I just didn't trust her. And I felt like she thought I was stupid because she interpreted my innocence as stupidity because she was taught to interpret like innocence as stupidity as most people are like people interpret kindness for stupidity people or as not for people interpret kindness as stupidity people interpret um niceness as stupidity politeness as stupidity because people have this mindset that like people don't deserve that so if you give it to them you're stupid and I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard some people don't deserve kindness but like that doesn't mean everyone doesn't deserve kindness You know, and oftentimes people who think you're stupid for being kind think that you're stupid for being kind to them, which I think is just so sad. Like, honestly, I've never met somebody that thought like that and just didn't and they didn't have similar qualities, meaning like horrible upbringings, painful relationships, abusive past and abusive relationships, like people who think that it's normal to be hurt people who think that it's normal to be abused to be taken advantage of to be betrayed like people who think that it's normal to be in close relationships where there's nothing but conflict and that's why you can never truly be kind to anyone because even the people who love you the most are the people who will hurt you and I'm just like bro that's sad so you're sitting here thinking that kindness is stupid and that is why it's sad You're not smarter than anybody. You're not ahead of anyone. You are traumatized and you should probably go to therapy because it's only people like that that genuinely keep the world horribly, horribly bad is because it's like they're aware of all of this and still perpetuate it. Again, they may not be fully aware of the fact that like they don't have to think this way. This doesn't have to be the truth. But that's why I'm like, you should go to therapy. I think only with a medical professional could you genuinely see otherwise because I feel like in that context, you know, um, they may feel safe enough to really open up. I think that a lot of people are traumatized I keep using that word but and triggered by close relationships because if there have been betrayal in the closest of relationships like you know you can't really have this type of healing with a friend because you don't expect a friend to truly ever be kind to you and I know a lot of people say with therapy it's like oh you're literally paying someone to be your friend but first of all they're not your friend and a good therapist will make that very clear they may be empathetic they may be comfort comforting they may be nurturing they may be understanding but they're not your friend they're here to help you understand your perspective and why your perspective is the way that it is why your behavior is the way that it is like they're not here to be your mom they're not here to be your friend They're just not, you know, and so again, I think a lot of therapists are also not that good, but also there are a lot of therapists who are very good and it it is really hard to find um, the right one for you, but I will always encourage people to do it. It is so worth it and I was hoping I could avoid the inevitable, like a lot of people say that it takes years sometimes to find a good therapist and yes, that is true. 
but it's worth it when you finally do find the right one. It's like finding a partner, okay? Like, it usually it's not the first person you fell in love with, okay? Usually it's not your first boyfriend. Usually it's not the first person. However, after a few bad apples, you finally find the right one and it's worth it, okay? It's, it's fucking worth it because you couldn't, you know what I'm saying? You had to. You had to go through the bad apples to understand what makes a good one a good one, okay? And I wish life wasn't like that, but here we are. Anyway, so, um, anyway, but yeah, so back to what I was saying, though. So when I was younger, I was very naive, and people interpreted that as stupidity, which hurts me, I'm not gonna lie. I think that really hurts, but like I said, it hurts more so because it's like these are people that I thought were my friends, and that's why they thought I was stupid, because they knew they weren't my friends, but... I just don't see how they can, I don't know, I'm like, how can you, I'm sorry, but like, how could you think positively of yourself in any way if you like are purposely like not being a true friend to someone? And that ties into everything I'm literally talking about where I'm like, you realize that all you're doing is ensuring that you never have true friends. You're ensuring that you'll never have real people around you who genuinely care about you if you think that the right way to be is on the fence with every single person in your life. Like, that's just so sad. It really is. Because where I'm at in my life, I can say that I have friends that, like, I trust right? Like, I genuinely trust that they want me to be happy. They want what's best for me. And they listen to me. And they don't look at our friendship as, like, a battle or a war. They're aware of their traumas. And they're aware of their issues. And they do their best to heal from it and not make me a victim of it, you know, of their unchecked traumas, and I do the same to the best of my ability, you know, I have friends who I can vent to if I'm really upset about another friend, and know that they're not going to just use that as ammunition, or use that as, like, you know what I mean, like, because there are a lot of, and I, and I used to have friends like that, those are the people who left me with so much trauma, because I did not know that they were like that. I did not know that that was a real thing. And that comes from, again, being so sheltered in my childhood where I did not really hang out with groups of people like that. I did not really have that many friends like that because, you know, I wasn't really allowed to go out that much and I wasn't that good at lying and I was scared of, you know, disobeying my parents and things like that. And so, yeah, anyway, but, yes, so... um. Now, after learning all these things and going through all of these horrible things, and I'm talking about my friends, but it's not even just them. It's like even people are like this in general. Like I had coworkers who were like this, right? I had, um, oh yeah, coworkers and bosses and, you know, fake friends and romantic interests. Like I've had a lot of people, no matter what their role was in my life, be this way because it's a people thing. And that fucking traumatized me. And like looking back at all the times in my life where I encountered these types of people and I didn't even know that they were these types of people, but just remembering now that they were these types of people and like I continued talking to them or I continued any sort of relation with them or I was kind to them, like it is very hard to make peace with that because 
first I have to acknowledge it, right? First I have to look at it. First I have to see it in these new lens and it's so painful. And then it's made me jaded, right? It scares me. Now I don't trust people. I don't like people. I think everyone's horrible. I think everyone's awful. I think everyone is out to get me, right? Like I think that nobody actually cares about me being happy or us having a healthy good relationship, you know, like literally all of these fears, all of these traumas, all of these things. But it's like, I refuse to be like those other people because I find it to be embarrassing. Like I said, I like, you could sit there and be like, oh, you're stupid for thinking this, but it's like, and you're a horrible person for identifying that someone is not, that someone doesn't think like that, but you assume that they do and again I do want to make room for compassion because people are like that because they're they themselves are just trying to protect themselves so it's like again this ties back to what I was talking about earlier where I was like you know it's easy to assume that if someone hurts you it's it's because they did it on purpose because a lot of times even if someone hurts you on purpose it's because they're trying to defend themselves. Like I said, the people who betrayed me, those ex-friends, they did that because they thought that I hurt them on purpose. They thought that I was doing some shit that I wasn't doing. And even with that ex-best friend of mine of 13 years, I worry that she'll plot against me in some way. And not because she doesn't love me, not because she doesn't care about me, but because I'm fucking traumatized. And I know that she hangs out with people like that and is around people like that. And I don't know how much she is like that. Because again, like I said, she kept so many things to herself and I don't know why. All I know is that she kept it to herself. And maybe the things that she kept to herself, she kept to herself for my benefit. But again... I don't know. And I, just like everyone else, I have fears and insecurities and anxieties. And I fear, right? So I want to protect myself. I want to make sure that I'm okay. But then now I have this fear because of all of these other experiences I've had too, where it's like, if I do something to protect myself, it might piss somebody off and then they're still going to hurt me. It's this fear of like, and this is what I mean, where I always expect the worst, where it's like, no matter what I do, because clearly my intention doesn't matter. I could, I can spend my whole life, and this is true, I can spend my whole life not wanting to hurt a single person, but just because they got hurt and how they interpret my actions, they could use that against me and they can hurt me in any which way they decide to. And so what I've learned from that is discernment, right? To understand and to see people for who they are. Now, this that's the path that I'm on right now. That's what I'm learning right now. That is the process that I'm going down right now. But it's much easier said than done. You know, it is so much more easier said than done. Like, <laughs> more easier. Anyway, but it's much easier said than done. I had this one bitch who would literally always come at me for saying more easier and more happier, and it's so annoying. I, and this is what I met earlier, too. I fucking hate people like that. I'm sorry. If you're that type of person, all that that will ever say to me is that you think you're stupid. That is what that says to me, is that you think you are stupid because you constantly police yourself with these, like, markers of intelligence, where it's like, for example, like, 
markers of intelligence. Anyway, but it's be like, like, for example, if someone like says something incorrectly, it means that they're stupid or like they're not educated or they don't know anything. And the only people I've ever met in my life who are like that are literally people who are not, how do I say this without being offensive or rude? But it's like people who come from less desirable situations, right? Or who view themselves in a very less than desirable way, right? And maybe they're embarrassed of where they come from or they're embarrassed of who they were or they're embarrassed of their family. Like people who are embarrassed, right? And they they have to cling on to these things like 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 grammar <laughs> and like all of these things to like prove that they're smart because they have no other way of doing so. And it's like, I don't, like, God, it's just like, bro, intelligence is so much deeper than that. Wisdom is so much deeper than that. Like I said, we are complex beings. Step number one of intelligence and wisdom is understanding that, in my humble opinion, okay? Like, I will never respect a fucking grammar police. I will never, I will never respect that. I'm sorry. I will never respect that. Because all that says to me is that you're fucking stupid. Because it's like, bro, let me just say what I want to say. Like, I'm just trying to, like, I'm sitting here trying to be honest with you and tell you what's in my heart, and you're sitting here, like, being a fucking, like, word document. Like, girl, if you don't relax, anyway, anyway... But again, it's because people like that probably can't even interpret what you're saying and because they're distracted. I'm like, Jesus, I've never met somebody who was like that and was like a pleasant, a pleasant, a pleasure to be around. I'm crying, but like a pleasure to be around. They never are anyway. But um, any fucking way. So, yeah, but it's just I remember what I was saying before that little ramp. <laughs> But, um, but I've just met some shitty fucking people. That's kind of my point where I had the best of intentions and these people were fucking awful. Some of them were awful because they themselves have their own issues and their own, I'm sorry, take a shot every time I say trauma so you could just like get alcohol poisoning. But it's just like people literally like they're traumatized and they get backstabbed and they get hurt and they, and then they just, they don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? They're so confused, right? They're like, what's going on? Right. And they just do all these things and they're so angry and they're so upset. And it's just like, and then they see you and they don't know what's real. They don't know what's true. You know what I mean? (sighs) Anyway, so so it's just, it's just all of that shit. It's all of that shit. And, um, and then you just have some people who really are just horrible. Like you have some people who are just awful where they just go out of their way to hurt you because they don't want anyone to be happy because they're unhappy. And people like that are just wild. That's all that it is. People like that are just wild. And I feel like most adults who are bad are like that. Like, I think that young people like children like maybe they don't know any better like it's easier to be like oh they just don't know any better but typically people like 30 plus that are like that it's very conscious they're just like no I want to be a dick I want to be a bad person at least that's what I've experienced in my life the older they are the more of a choice it becomes whereas when you are younger it's it may just be you being a child or a product of people who are like that and not knowing any better because most people like that are not going to tell their kids that they're bad people and if they do tell their kids that they're bad people um those kids are not they're still going to empathize and I don't know you know like pedestalize those 
people in their life because these are the people who are guiding them. These are the people who are the people that they look up to. You know what I'm saying? Like these are the adults in their life, right? So Jesus, my parents be mad loud watching shit. Anyway, so um but yeah, so I just wanted to say all that. But in adulthood, people know what the fuck they're doing. They know what they're doing. They know who they are. A lot of people, and this like is another call back to my why is the why is Kevin Durant ashy ankles funny? But I was saying that people have to look at themselves and realize what they've done. And a lot of people, unfortunately, what they choose to do once they look at themselves is accept it, right? And not accept it so that they can move forward and change. No, they accept it and be like, okay, well, you know what? Fuck it. I said it. I did it. That is what it is. And it's like, girl, <laughs> it's like you can accept that, like, what happened in the past happened, but, like, you don't have to be defined by it. And I think that's what I should say. It's not that they just accept it. It's that they define themselves by it. And it's like because, and I think it's just like an ego thing. I don't even know because I'm not like that. But I think it's like an ego thing for people where it's like, oh, you know, I'm a bad person to some people's eyes, but I know why. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just like it's this like justification and it's like you don't have to justify your injustifiable actions it's okay to have done things that was not justifiable like I have literally done we've every human being has been unjustified before we have literally done things to people that we should not have done whether it was out of ignorance or just out of malintent like it it just is what it is okay being a human being is an ugly experience it's not always beautiful it's not always kind it's very much ugly and disgusting no matter who the fuck you are like humanity is not one thing it's everything including all of the worst things that could ever possibly exist Okay, and it's in it's in it's within each and every one of us, no matter how innocent you are, no matter how kind you are, we all have ugly sides, right? But it's like learning to control that and not control it where it's like, you know, control your emotions and stuff, but just controlling how you physically react to it, like what you do with it right? Like, don't, like, it's okay to be like, damn, like, I made fun of somebody who had cancer. That's so fucked up. That was so fucked up of me. Like, I look bad in that memory. That is a poor memory. Like, I have done things in my life that was not okay. Like, should we say it? Okay, I'm about, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to share a story, because I have done, especially 19. 19 was an ugly-ass age for me, and I'm so ashamed of many things I've done I did during that age and I'm very ashamed of a lot of things I've done in my life um but I'd like to think that out of all of the bad things I could have ever possibly done I've met a lot of shitty people and I don't know I just think compared to them I really have not done much I'm just being honest with you guys because I can count as of right now like about like on both hands, the shitty things I've done are really bad, and I don't think, I, it doesn't even take up, like, ten hands, like, ten fingers, ten hands, I'm dead, ten fingers, uh, but I've done some fucked up shit, and, like, for example, one thing I always feel bad about, when I was drunk at 19, I was in these dudes' dorms, and, like, this one guy was telling me about how he had this friend who had HIV, and I grew very uncomfortable, because the thought of HIV always made me very uncomfortable, because it Oh, it filled me with um, overwhelming sense of fear because I would imagine if I ever got that, how scared I would be. 
So in my drunkenness, I did what I always do when I'm extremely uncomfortable, which was laugh. Yes, I laughed. Someone told me that their friend had HIV and I laughed. And it gets worse. So I laughed. And I said, and the only reason I mentioned drunkenness is because this only happened because I was drunk. This does not excuse what I said. This does not excuse what I did. It does not in any shape or form justify my actions in any way. You know what I'm saying? All I can do is accept the fact that I did that. This happened. And I have to live with that. Like, that's, 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 that's all I can do, right? And own up to it and not pretend like it didn't happen because it hurt this person and then it hurt his friends. And there are people in the world who exist, these people, and I hurt them. And even if they moved on, I'm sure every time they think about me, this is what they remember. And I have to acknowledge that. I have to always leave space and room for that because I was wrong in every possible way. But I laugh and then the guy gets upset and I say, I cannot believe I fucking said this. I literally say he's going to die. Like, that's literally just, that's just what I say. And like I said, it comes from being uncomfortable. It comes from my relationship with HIV itself. And I don't even have, a, like, a relationship with it. But you know what I mean? It's just, like, how I react to it, how I feared it, right? And I still fear. I'm not even gonna lie. I still have a fear about it, but I'm not as ignorant as I was when I was 19 but I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I'm not still kind of ignorant about it because there's so much I still don't know the stigma still affects me you know what I'm saying and I do my best all the time to grow from that but I again I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I don't still have more work to do but I definitely have grown a lot since then but anyway but I say that I'm like he's gonna die so I'm saying this as I'm laughing of course, like, there's no way that that's not, that that will always be bad. Like, that will always be a horrible situation. And so the guy is rightfully upset, and he's like, no, he's not. What the fuck is wrong with you, right? And so I'm still, I'm still, re- and I just keep saying it. And I remember at the time, just, just this feeling of like like I don't even know how to explain the feeling because it wasn't that I thought it was funny it was just this this it was just a feeling like this overwhelming just feeling that I was feeling and the only way I knew how to express it was through laughter which is just I hate like I do laugh when I'm uncomfortable but that was just not the time that was not funny that was not the fucking time bro anyway so I'm saying that and the guy's like no, he's not. And also, he's talking about, like, how, like, people live with HIV every day. Like, it's not a death sentence anymore. And all of these things. And this guy, he was not drunk. I was drunk. But, like, he was not drunk. He was completely stone-cold sober during this entire experience. And so, all of that is happening. So, he obviously rightfully gets mad. I literally don't stop. Like, I keep reacting in this way. And it comes from this feeling I just could not control. I could not control it. I remember being very aware of how much I could not control myself. And so, um, and again, it's not like, haha, this is so funny. It was just like, I remember it just feeling like disbelief. 
Like, I was in a state of disbelief internally, but that's not what it looked like outside. That's not how it, was, how it affected people. So I'm giving this context, but again, I can't justify myself. I just have to be honest with you, where I promise you it didn't come from a place of like, haha, this motherfucker's gonna die. Like, no, I swear to God, that I know that's how it looked. I know that's how it sounds, but I promise you that's not what I was actually thinking. Everything I was thinking is what I have just been saying, which is this feeling of discomfort, this feeling of disbelief, and me just repeating this out loud because that is what I thought of when I thought of HIV. And I don't think about that with HIV anymore, but that is what I thought of at the time is that like it is a death sentence, right? And I'm not aware that it is not, especially because of PrEP, you know, like I'm aware of all of these things now, like six years later, but at the time I was not, okay? So this guy gets upset with me, he calls me a fucking bitch and then storms out of his room. Mind you, this is his dorm room. I get banned from being there. They don't fuck with me anymore. It's a room filled with gay people. You know what I'm saying? Like they literally don't fuck with me anymore. It's just, it's really bad. I earned, I ends up becoming shunned. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people just stopped talking to me after that, rightfully so. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. I was a horrible person. I was a villain. Everybody hated me. It's fine. I don't care. Like everybody, anybody who knows about my time at FIT, like fuck all of you guys gotta suck my dick but it's just like it was not a good time it was a very bad time um I hate I'm sorry I, it makes me hate the school itself even though it's not their fault that I dealt with those types of people and those type of people hated me too but I mostly think they I mean not in this case but the people I dormed with they just hated me because they were jealous of me they literally had no real reason to be upset with me I was a bit of a bitch but like sorry I, the, the way that they, the way that these people worshipped Kylie Jenner over Malala, like, girl, call me a bitch, I don't care, <laughs> I don't care, anyway, anyway, so, these people call me bullies after they all ganged up on me, I will never forget that shit, and this one girl that I dormed with, like, I saw her a few times on the J train, and she would just start laughing, and I would just be like, but like, I'm sorry, because I know if you were to hear that, you'd be like, oh my god, like, she was laughing at you, and I'm like, yeah, guys, but, like, she ain't it, I'm sorry, like, it really, she ain't it, the person she's standing next to ain't it, she ain't it, it's just, like, laugh, you could laugh, but it's just because you don't know what else to do, like, I remember every time I would see her, and she, it was only twice, but she would, like, laugh, and I just be like, girl, you look crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just look crazy. Because again, I can understand that in certain perspectives that the way that that is, it's like, oh, she's just like laughing, like, ha ha ha, bitch. But it's like, you look crazy. Like, imagine like you just see someone and they just like start laughing. It's like, girl, you look crazy. It's like, you look crazy. Are you still this affected? Yes. Anyway, but... Anyway, let me go back. I feel like I just spent too much time, gave these people way too much time, more than they deserve. But all those people, it's beef. It's beef. <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know it's beef. Like, y'all could, I'm sorry, it to sound so fucked up, but it's like, I literally do not care what happens to you. That's all I'm going to say. I, I don't care. I would not piss to save your fucking life. Anyway, but those people that I offended right? The gay men that I offended, I feel bad about that. They have every right to hate me, period, point blank, period. Like, they have every right, every fucking right, and I am so sorry. I will always be sorry about that. That was so fucked up, unjustified, 
anyway, but I I bring that up though to say that it's like we've all done things that we look back on and we're just like that was really bad. <laughs> like that was really bad, but it's like I feel like how people would react to things like that. It's like, yeah, I laughed. You know, like they like, they, like I feel like they embrace the role um that not the role, but I feel like, for example, how people saw me were like, oh, she thinks that, like, you know, like, they think I'm this horrible person, you know what I'm saying, and they may, they may be justified in feeling that way, but, like, I don't have to internalize that, I don't have to take that on, you know what I mean, like, I don't have, that perception doesn't have to be real, because it's like, like I said, I know why I reacted like that, and whether or not other people ever believe that, or if it's good enough for them, or anything like that, like, it's, even if nobody else forgives me, I know the truth because it is the truth. It's my truth, right? And just because I see this as true does not mean that they have to see it as true. It doesn't mean that I have to do any work to change their mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's the attempt of being like, you know what, if that's how they see me, that's how they fucking see me. But I feel like people really actually fall into the role and then continue on being this way and also not even just how other people perceive them but how they perceive themselves like let's say for example I saw myself and I was like you're a horrible fucking person for doing that and then I'm like you know what you're a horrible person and then I just start acting like a horrible person you know what I'm saying like like I'm very aware like oh like willingly in my head I'm like you know what? you're a horrible person well since I'm a horrible person let me be a horrible person like I feel like people do shit like that and it's like oh my god please like like it's so much deeper than that and a lot of people my whole life have always said like oh my god like it's not that deep like that's something people say to me all of the time and I will say this till the day I die it's not that deep to you and if you think it's not that deep to you you're valid but you probably also don't think that deeply enough because it typically is that deep like typically it is that deep and I feel like a lot of people like I think I'm like Charlemagne the God for example with this where it's like a lot of people they'll end up in their 40s and then they just like they have these moments of realizations where it's like wow I did all these things that I did because of all of these things that have happened to me but I bet you if you spoke to 20 year old Charlemagne the God and be like try to explain it to him he'd be like it's not that deep because they don't want to think about it. Like, people just don't want to think about it. Like, people just, they're not accustomed to thinking critically. But not but not necessarily because, you know, they're dumb. But also because some people are just too traumatized to do so. Some people are just not ready for it. Some people, they're afraid of it, right? Like, some people, they don't know what to expect, so they're just scared of it. Some people, they, they don't know how to do it, or it's a whole new foreign concept, so they just reject it. Like, there are so many reasons. Because guess what? It is that deep, and it's different for every person bro anyway anyway that's why Sagittarius the final fire sign is all about philosophy it's all about perception because and they're all about being deep even though mad Sagges be fake deep anyway but they're all about depth and it's for that reason because it is that deep right like you are a product of your life your reaction to your life people's reaction to you and your life like you are so many things right? So many different projections, so many different perspectives, like you're so many things. It is that deep. It takes so much to understand yourself. It takes so much to learn about yourself. And that's, that also applies to every single other person outside of you as well. So like, yes, life is truly that deep. Whether you choose to acknowledge it, 
is your prerogative. But for me, like, I acknowledge it and I'm always thinking deeply about it. It's honestly to a fucking fault sometimes. But I honestly would rather be this way. And maybe when I'm older, I'll lighten up. But for now, I just, I accept and embrace that this is who I am. And I don't want to change myself because other people tell me that how I am is wrong. I would rather change myself because it would be in my benefit to do so. And only in my benefit, right? Like not, and when I say my benefit, I also mean like my health. Like that's what I mean by benefit. It's like, it's healthier for me to grow and change, right? As opposed to like people made fun of me, so I have to change myself. I think that's embarrassing. I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway, but, um, and, I'm, and I say that's embarrassing. I'm not saying that to make anyone feel bad. I'm not saying that to shame anyone. That's just, I'm sorry, unfortunately, that's just my opinion. Okay, I just think that's embarrassing and that's why I wouldn't do it because I, I would be embarrassed. Like, the times in my life where I changed myself because how other people saw me, like, that, I find that to be embarrassing moments in my life. <laughs> okay, like, I'm not proud of those moments. That's what I mean. Anyway. Any fucking way. Um, but, yeah, so I expect the worst, okay? Because I was naive in the beginning, and now I'm jaded. And I like to think that I'm coming out of this jadedness, especially during this full moon, I think that I was jaded for the last, I think college made me jaded. Like I said, these, these, these people I'm talking about that I, like, that were in my dorm, not the people that I rightfully offended, or I should say rightfully offended, but, like, who were rightfully offended, but I'm talking about the other people who were just jealous of me, and then just, like, were intimidated by me, like, they probably say something different, but suck my dick. Anyway, but it's, like, I mean, I, yes, suck my dick. Anyway, but I think it's, like, um, and again, I just also want to know, because I want to be fair, I wasn't the best, bitch, I was 19, okay? <laughs> I was 19, so it wasn't like I was some angel. So yes, sometimes they were justified in being angry with me and not liking me, but ultimately, I will never in my own right mind say that any of those people were justified in how they treated me. They could all suck my fucking dick. That is my point. It is beef. Don't ever fucking talk to me. Anyway, period. I don't care how many years passed. I don't care. Don't talk to me. I I don't want to get to know you. I don't want to see you in a different light. I just want to forget that you fucking existed and just laugh that you ever even fucking existed. Like, that's just how that shit is. That's how, that's how it always be. Leave me alone. There's only, like, two exceptions to that. Maybe three. So take it at your own risk. I'm not going to say who those people are in this episode. Take your, take it at your own risk, take it at your own risk, but, like, the bitch I shared a room with, she knows fucking better, don't you ever fucking talk to me, don't you ever talk to me, because you're a fucking, literally that whole shit of, like, laughing at the train, like, that shit is just annoying, I wasn't sad, I wasn't hurt, I was annoyed, that was annoying as hell, that was annoying, because it's like, girl, just mind your business, like, you know what I'm saying, like, this bitch would literally, like, sit across from me, and then just, like, here's the thing, she didn't sit across from me, what happened is, like, she would just, like, she would go and sit her at her area, but then she would just, like, talk with her friend, and just, like, laugh, and I'd just be, like, girl, <laughs> and this is, like, years later, I'm, like, girl, like, and she's younger, like, she graduated from high school early, so she's younger and has always been younger, but it's just, like, girl, like, those two times are really annoying, because I was, like, girl, like, let me read my book, let me be on my phone, like, why are you laughing so loud, like, you're not gonna say nothing, 
And like I said, she, it's not like she actually sat next. Like, you're not going to do anything. You're just laughing because you're a child and you just think that it's cool. Like, I'm going to laugh. Like, ha, 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 ha. Like, it's just like, girl, that's so annoying. Like, y'all don't know. Like, that shit, that shit was so annoying. Like, it, it, it almost made me mad. But every time I got off the train, I was like, all right, it's over. So I just like, I just got annoyed. And I would just tell my friends about it. And then my friends would be like, this bitch sounds crazy. And I'm like, she needs therapy. I didn't say that. But, you know, she, like, I don't like we don't we don't have to call people crazy. Like, just say they need therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just need some therapy. It's OK. It's OK. I'm in therapy. Like, go to go to therapy anyway. But um, but anyway, but it's just like college really fucked me up. It made me very jaded. I think that's really where it started because people were very mean to me. And at the time, I did not understand why. Again, not the people who are rightfully offended by my behavior, but the people who I felt like over time just started to be very cruel to me. And a lot of it, I, like, again, I say jealousy because, like, I remember the girl I used to, like, uh, share a room with. Like, she got mad. Like, she, because I had, like, done my hair. And this is when, like, the natural hair movement really started. And I had gotten my hair straightened, and they, like, this one girl assumed that I had gotten, like, a perm. And I was like, I didn't get a perm, bitch. Like, I literally did not get a perm. Like, my hair is just straightened, like, and conditioned. Like, it's it's not a perm. And later, um, I think, like, a day after, a few days later, the person I was uh, sharing a room with, she got so upset and she got so annoyed. She's like, you know, when I wake up, like, my hair is like this, da, da, da. She's like, you don't even wrap your hair at night. And I was like, yeah, I don't. And then she just got mad and, like, rolled her eyes. And I was like, does this make me a bad person? Like, that I don't wrap my hair when I go to bed at night and it's still in perfect condition the next day? Like, I just don't know what you want me to say. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Anyway, um... Or, like, how people would say things where it's, like, like, they would try really hard to get good grades. And at the time, I wasn't really trying that hard to get good grades. I was just making sure I passed. Because <laughs> that's the type of student I've been since, like, eighth grade. <laughs> I mostly focus on um, passing, not excelling at my um, schoolwork, which not something I'm necessarily proud of. But, um... Sometimes I find it embarrassing how much I just love to talk. Like, I love having a podcast. I just love talking. I really just be talking with myself. Just be talking to myself all the time. Like, I just love that shit. Anyway, I'm, this is so embarrassing. This whole thing is embarrassing. Anyway, but, um, no, but, like, so I remember this one girl in my class, like, she got so mad, and she was, like, I had gotten a C in something. And I was like, damn, like, I have Cs too. And she goes, well, it's different when, like, you don't try and get Cs versus if you try and, like, get Cs. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry to offend you. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry. But it was like shit like that. And like over time, they just got meaner and meaner. And people call me bullies, even though it was always all of them against me. I'm like, how am I a bully? But again, I understand because I've, I've, you know, I've reflected and I've understood myself more. I, I can understand how they could feel that way. They're not the first people to feel that way. And they will never be the last people to feel that way. Um people always like people miss people misunderstand you sometimes and I can be a bitch right and I can be perceived as stuck up and that ties back to what I was saying about like being very like moralistic you know what I'm saying where it's very I'm very much about like right you know and like wrong but not because I necessarily believe in a right or wrong like being a good or bad person but just like I do personally have a philosophy where I believe that you should I mean look you do what you want to do right 
But I believe that it would be best and most productive if we did everything we could to make the world a better place. That is a very big part of my philosophy. I believe that we should do that by any means necessary. And I respect the fact that people don't feel that way. There are a lot of people who don't feel that way. There are a lot of people who are very, fuck the world, let it burn. I think those people just need to be healed. You know what I'm saying? And like, it's not anybody else's job to heal them. It's their own responsibility. But if they choose not to heal, there's only so much we can do. And, um, people have to protect themselves, you know what I'm saying? But also, I think a lot of this is very complex and it can't just be said in blanketed ways or terms like, you know, like I said, or like good or bad, like that's oversimplifying it. We all make the same sort of mistakes in our lives. We're just defined by how we evolve from it right and um or devolve from it and um I think that people should go in a certain direction you know because I'm a human being with an opinion and it just it just is what it is I can't exist entirely uh objectively or or in this way of like always like you know I I pick a side I will always pick a side that's my point I'm sorry like I will always pick a side that's the side that I'm on And, um, if you don't, if you don't like that, if you don't like how I go about that, like, you're just not going to like me. You're not going to interpret me to be a good person. You're, you know what I'm saying? And I can live with that. I can, I can live with that. I think that for most of my life, I've struggled to accept that because again, I've always believed in like good and all this other stuff. And so I never understood why people didn't like me or, you know, what do I do to make people like me? But it's like, girl, fuck it. It doesn't even fucking matter. Like if they think that the world should burn, they should burn along with it. That is how I feel about that. And that's all I'm going to say. You should fucking burn with it if you want it to burn so goddamn badly. Instead of focusing on other people burning with it, burn yourself, bitch. Burn your fucking self. That's all I've got to say. Because at least that way, you got what you wanted and you don't have to worry about the people you don't like. I just think it's a win-win. Because guess what? Like I said, it's, it's complex. It's complex. And, um, I'm just going to leave it there because even I have an ugly side. Okay. And I'm studying her and learning her every day. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Not defined by things, but definitely impacted by them. Anyway, but, um, wrapping things up because I've talked for a while, but I've just realized all of these things, reflected on all of these things. And this solar eclipse has really made me understand how I have been very jaded, especially over the past, I would say, four years. I think that I think that it happened slowly, gradually. I think dorming was a very traumatizing experience for me because people were very cruel to me. I met a lot of racist white people, especially this one gay from Texas who was very racist and he knew he was racist and pretended like he wasn't racist, but then eventually became very openly and overtly racist when I didn't react to him in a certain way, or when I was processing my own issues, like the dorming situation, and I wasn't putting his problems first, you know? 
Then there was this other girl from California who thought she was liberal, but she was scared of literally all the black people she ever came across, especially um, on the streets of New York because she was also racist. So yeah, I just met a lot of racist white people at FIT. Um, who thought they were justified in their racism because anytime they would see a poor black person, they'd be like, oh my God, I'm scared of them. They're going to rob me. Black people are scary. And it's like, girl, you're scary. Like you are scary. Like you being so afraid of everything is scary. And that also ties into what I was saying before, where it's like people who are, you know, always on the fence or always defending themselves is because they're traumatized. It's because they're scared, right? I think that you should be scared of people who are scared because they're not thinking straight. They're literally in fear mode. So they're going to overreact because they would rather destroy you or hurt someone than get hurt themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what happens. And so it's, it's, that's a scary place to be. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that. And then they keep pushing people who are scared and it just ends up putting them in a very fucked up situation because that person is going to make sure that they're protected and now you're in a bad situation because they would rather you just be in a fucking hole somewhere even if you're dying in that hole than bothering them point blank period you know what I'm saying anyway but um but yeah so dealt with racist-ass white people, dealt with ignorant-ass people in general, even if they weren't racist, just, like, jealousy or just classist. Um, Because I met, like, the girl that I roomed with, like, she was hella classist, even though she was black. Um, But she was extremely classist, extremely ignorant. And because of the things that she was envious about with me, she used her classism to belittle me so that she could feel better about the fact that she did not look like me or live a life that was similar to me or have my charm or charisma and a lot of people were like that and they sided with her and were like that and I hope that they're all somewhere and I hope I quite literally never see them again even though there are there's one person in particular that we that I knew during that time that I would actually like to see again Um, But he's a guy and he's straight and that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, but uh, (laughs) he was an Aries. That's all I'm going to say. But he probably hates me. He may hate me because I did say some things about him behind his back, but I wasn't wrong. I was just wrong for doing it behind his back and then smiling in his face. I was wrong for that. And that's why I want to see him because I want to apologize for that. But besides that, nigga, everybody else, they could choke. I don't care. Leave me alone. I don't fucking care. I mean, there's another person that was in that dorm that I think I would talk to again, but that's just because of family relations. Because of our family relations, there can never truly be that much beef. Like, her fam knows my fam, or at least we have one family in um, common that's very close to my mom, so, like, that's the only reason why. That's the only reason why. But outside of that shit, outside of that shit, they all suck my dick. I don't care. Anyway, so like, yeah, so like two people. Those are the two people. Everybody else suck my dick. Anyway, but, um, but yes, anyway, um, but I got jaded after that. I was very, very jaded. I was very, very disillusioned about the world. And that was just one of many things that would come to happen and or come into fruition or happen or whatever, whatever. And then moving out on my own was a whole other, whole other, 
whole other situation of trauma within itself. So I just grew extremely jaded, but I'm very grateful for the good things I have in my life now because it is, it's making me, oops, sorry, I burped. It's making me see life in a more positive way, slowly but surely. And therapy is chef's kiss. Like that's truly what has made everything better for me. It was like an instant and I say instant because I think um, uh, intuitively I just knew this was the right the right fit. Like finally found the right place. And so, Chef's Kiss. I pray that um, it stays like that for a while. I would love to honestly keep this therapist for like twenty fucking years. Like I don't I don't want us to grow apart anytime soon. I don't. I just don't. I really don't. I want to go through all my life traumas with her and really unpack it because I fuck with her and I just hope that our relationship stays like that I just hope nothing bad happens because I've had therapists that I liked in the beginning but then I hated them over time um and I just hope that that doesn't happen with her even though so far I have no repeated things with her um with like uh you know what I'm saying like any of the things I did not like about my previous therapist I do not have those issues with her so we're good to go but um Anyway, but yeah, I grew very jaded and where I was at right now, I'm sorry, I feel like I just spoke for so long and I don't even know if it was, I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I like, I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) it's my podcast. It's fine. I can do it. But, um, but yes, I grew very jaded. I need to stop repeating that. But, um, but now I'm changing, but this, um, this transit has really highlighted, um, that, in me like it's really spotlighted how I've grown jaded how I got to the point of being jaded how I used to be so painfully naive that just I was so I just thought that the most unrealistic things would happen not because they were not possible but because I thought that they would just happen without doing what needed to be done to ensure that it happened you know and the same thing with these negative experiences where it's like yes these horrible things could happen but the likelihood of it happening is quite slim because for all of those horrible things to happen like x y and z needs to be the case so it's like looking back at how I ended up in the situations I ended up in and having the courage to do so first of all and learn from those mistakes, learn from trusting the wrong people, seeing the wrong people, um, and all of those things, right? Like, even with the ex-best friend, like, she didn't do anything directly to harm me, but I just don't trust her, and I still don't trust her, and I don't think that I will ever trust her. Even if she were to open up to me and tell me things, it's like, I just don't trust her. And I feel like she probably does not trust me either, but this just ensures to me that we are just not meant to be friends then, you know, maybe that's just what the case is. And I feel like a horrible person for saying that because when we were friends, it's like the way that we spoke to each other was a certain way, but I feel like it was what I wanted to be true and what I believed to be true, but more so I believed it to be true because I wanted it to be true. And I thought that if I believed it, that like it would be true. And that's just not how that shit works. You know, that's just like not how it works. 
You can believe in it all you want. It doesn't change reality, right? And like it can, it can, but it doesn't guarantee it. You know, like I can believe I'm going to be a famous writer all I want, but that's not going to make me a famous writer. Believing in that is not going to make me a famous writer. That belief is going to give me the courage and the power to keep writing and to keep getting better and to study my craft and to do everything that I can to become what I want to become. But that belief within itself is not going to do the work. The work that has to be done to get it done has to be done. But the work is not some made up shit. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm trying to say. So even with that friendship, it's like, I want to believe all these things about our friendship. But it's like those like that belief isn't going to make the work happen. The work that has to happen is probably entirely separate from what I believe. You know, the belief is just the feelings to get me there. You know, but it's not, I mean, it's not to, well, to get me there, yes, but to get me through it all as well. But, um, but the actual work itself is separate from that. And so, yeah, my goal and my hope and my desires for myself moving forward on this eclipse, I'll say it, is I want to become a realist. I want to be a realist, right? I am a realist manifesting. I am a realist. Like, I don't want to be pessimistic. I don't want to be overly optimistic. I would love to be a realist with a dash of optimism because life is so much more fun when you're optimistic Um, as opposed to pessimistic. I just, I feel like being pessimistic makes you feel safer, but it also puts you in... I don't know. I just it just ruins your mood, bro. It just it literally just stops you from so many opportunities. I feel like being optimistic is more fun because you end up in more uh, situations. However, it, it it does hurt you because you may not you may be having fun in the situation, but the situation itself could be very bad. You know what I mean? And that's what I experienced a lot in my life, where I was having a great time. But it was a bad situation that I was having a great time in, you know what I mean? So, yeah, and, like, that that's, like, a whole thing. So, and that is very traumatizing. That is the most traumatizing thing. And also, I identified during this transit what was the most traumatizing thing in my life. And this is a repeated thing, right? I think this is my biggest trauma. And all of the most traumatic situations of my life had this in it like has this in it where it's just being caught off guard like that is my trigger is being caught off guard but life always catches you off guard and even the best things in life especially always catch you off guard so it's like I want to make peace with the fact that life will catch me off guard and I want to work on becoming the type of person who has the confidence and the strength to just to just be like you know what even if life catches me off guard in a negative way, even if a bitch tries to try me, even if a bitch plots against me, I, I've got me. You know, I've got me. Right? Like that ex-best friend, I have huge trust issues with her. And I worry, I'm like, oh my God, would she ever plot against me? Because that's something that she worries about a lot. So I'm like, it's probably happened to her a lot. I don't know if she'll like, you know, she'll project that onto me. But again, that doesn't really come from her her entirety like it's like she would do something like that but it's because I had someone that I thought was my close friend 
literally plot against me and literally hurt me. And even though this ex-best friend of 13 years, I don't think she would ever do that. That's not enough for me, right? Like, it's not enough for me to be like, oh, I don't think she would do that. Like, that's not enough for me anymore. I don't trust myself in that way anymore, right? And, like, that's one of the reasons why I ended... That was literally why I stopped being friends with her. was because I did not trust that I could be a good friend to her in this state. And I still think... I, I still believe I made the right decision. Because, like, listen to what I'm saying. We stopped talking in September... I still feel this way. I feel like it would have been so much worse if we stayed friends and I'm just sitting here paranoid the whole time. You know, like I'm just not being a good friend. Anyway, so um, that's just that. And I do hope that that girl's doing well. I don't want my traumas to stop that because like I said, I don't think she would ever do anything like that. And I hope she didn't do anything like that. And I just hope that she's good and well somewhere. Um, I hope that there's no beef. <laughs> um, but I, I have no control over that. Um, but anyway, so from my angle, there's definitely no beef, though. But anyway, so anyway, but um, but yeah, I, I feel like this episode was kind of all over the place. But it was a good story time. And my throat is fucking dry. I'm gonna drink some water. I'll be right back. Okay, I drank water. Oh, my God. A bitch was thirsty, um, but um, I uh, I really do hope um, for the best. Like I said, I want to be a realist with splash of optimism, and I don't ever want that optimism to be ripped away from me ever again. I don't think that that optimism was ever truly ripped away from me. I think like I will always be an optimist at heart. I think that I have to train myself to be a realist, but I think that who I truly am to my core will always be an optimist because I spent the first like 18 years of my life optimistically. And even, even if the last six years have been painfully, um, jading, is that a word? Anyway, even though these past six years have been painful and awful, um, there was so much beauty within it that I think made it all worth it. I think the results also made it all worth it. Also, I can't go back and change it anyway, so I might as well look at the bright side of it all. Um, but six years compared to 18 is is literally just, it's, it's not that big of a deal, right? Like that's like, a th- like six, it's like, like 18 is like three, three times, Jesus Christ. six times three is 18. I'm trying to see how to like word it where it's like, that's three times the time, but it it just doesn't make sense. But you guys, you get what I'm trying to say. So it's just like, I like, you know, the optimism will always be there. I don't ever want it to go away. I would rather just be realistic. I never want to be pessimistic. I, I just, it's not cute. Like I kind of want like a low key pessimistic partner just because I think that like, this is going to sound so stupid. I feel like this is the optimist in me, but it's like, I think pessimism's cute. 
like, I think it's, like, kind of cute. Like, when I meet people who are, like, a bit pessimistic, I think it's so cute because I love, like, being the optimist in their life. Like, I love being, you know, like, the, the, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love being, like, the, the optimist fairy in their life. So it's, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just, I love that. I love that. I love being around people who are a bit pessimistic. I, those are always my favorite people. I feel like all people I've ever been close to have always been, like, low-key pessimistic. <laughs> But I love that about them. I really do. I think it's so cute because I'm like, no, life is great. Come here. Let's 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 enjoy life together. Like people like that. I don't know if it's because my dad's a pessimist, even though I don't know. I've always interpreted him as a pessimist. I don't know if he'd identify as that. I think he's I think he's a pessimist though. But it's like I don't know if it comes from that. Um sometimes I think my I feel like my brother is also a pessimist. I think my mom and I are optimists. Um, but my mom has definitely grown very pessimistic the way that I have, but I think that we're still both very much optimists at heart. Um, anyway, but I think that's because the men in my life have been pessimistic and I was always very close to my brother. Well, I wasn't, I was always close to my brother because like, that's my fucking brother. And I've always been close to my dad because like, daddy's girl that's me right so it's like with them it's like I would always talk to them about life and I just always would love to I've always loved uh, filling the role as like the light you know I mean with my brother I wasn't really trying to be the light in his life it's just more like he would say some hella negative shit and I'd be like oh my god like I don't see life like that like <laughs> like like for me it was just more so like that whereas with my dad I would rather I wanted to be the light in his life where I was like no right but I think those experiences what made me like love pessimists you know but I don't like people who are like overly pessimistic because like those are they just they be killing my vibe like nigga go somewhere like you're killing my vibe like you're killing my fucking vibe but but people who are like a bit pessimistic I just think they're cute I'm just like oh my god like let me put a smile on your face. Let me prove you wrong. Like, people are kind, okay? Like, people are kind. There are really kind people in the world. Like, there are great people in the world. There are amazing people in the world. Um, and I'm just so happy that in my life, when I became this way, that I was blessed with people who were positive and optimistic right like I'm so happy that with my current like closest friend that like I feel like I am I mean I don't know she might disagree with that let me not but I'm gonna say it because this is my podcast I'm gonna say whatever I want but I, I like to think that I'm a very positive person in her life and so even though I think that she's more pessimistic than I am I'd like to think that me being the optimist that I am at heart, me being the way that I am at heart, because when I say optimist at heart, I literally mean that it, um, it literally impacts everything, like, the way that I see the world, so it's, like, even though I say I'm jaded, even though I say I've become pessimistic, it's, like, me, an optimist at heart, has become pessimistic, but, like, I don't think I was ever truly a pessimist during any point of my life, is what I'm trying to say, it's, like, by my standard, I'd become pessimistic, Right. And so I'd like to think that because of my positive energy, because of who I am, it encouraged her to be like, no, you know, and also a bunch of other things in her life as well. But I just, I don't know. Anyway, just, I'm sorry. That was, now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but my point is, is like, 
I just like to think that my optimism as a natural person and just my positive, like, I don't explain it. Just like my positivity as a natural person came back to me is what I'm trying to say. And so people became optimistic for me and reminded me of being optimistic because of who I am, where it's like, if you exist, there are other people like you who exist, right? And so, and also just meeting other people who in general were not as jaded as I was or in the way that I was. And they remind me, like my therapist reminding me that not every person is bad. Not every person is going to hurt you. Like think of the friends that you can call when you're sad, the people who care about you, right? Like think about that, you know, remember that, right? And so... I'm very grateful for that. And I want to be realistic, though, because I think being realistic is the safest place to be because I feel like it acknowledges reality. Right. But I I always, always want to be more an optimist, though, because, you know, I feel like realist realist is in the center. I want to be like, let's say 10 is optimist and one is pessimist. I want to be like and like five is realist, I want to be like a seven or an eight. Okay, maybe that's a little too optimistic. A 7.5. I want to be a 7.5, an eight. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to range from 7.5 to eight. That's what I'd be because I, I, when I was younger, I was a 10. Then I was a nine. Then I kept going down. Maybe at some point I was a realist, but I, I like to think that I just kind of shot down to like one. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I was ever at a one. I think that like I was at like three I think my lowest was like 2.53 but I I think right now I'm like at like a, a four I'm like I think I'm like we're like headed to four but I I, I want to get to like 7.5 like I want to be 7.58 I just think being an optimist is like I just love being an optimist okay so like I I need to I need to be in the range of like 7.58 Because, like, girl, I do not want to live in a world, like, I don't want to live with a perspective that people are going to hurt me and that the worst is going to happen. Like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. I hate being like that. It's so not me. And I don't, I don't wear it well. Like, I don't wear it well. Depression is not, like, it just is not. I'm too sad. It's not the look for me. It's just not my look. It just doesn't fit me. It just doesn't fit me. Um... But I like people who are like, who are like a bit pessimistic. I think they're so cute. I think they're so I think they're so cute. I think they're so cute. I want to marry a Scorpio so bad. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Not, I'm sorry. If you're a Scorpio, listen to this and you feel offended. I just feel like Scorpios are just pessimistic by nature. And not like annoying, downer, pessimistic. They can be though. They fucking can. Like Scorpios can be hella pessimistic. But it's like, no, I just love, like, I just, I just want to marry Scorpio because I love Scorpios. But also because, like, I just love how Scorpios are just always prepared to protect themselves. And I'm like, I see why you see things in a little pessimistic view. Because it's like, you, you're just ready. Like, you're just ready. You're just ready. But also at the same time, I'm just like, yeah, but I just want to be, like, the cute little, like, happy thing in their life and then like they could like you know they could do them like you could you could like you know observe the scene and like expect the worst whatever but I just want to like 
be there and like remind you that like life is great. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to be that constant reminder that like life is beautiful and that life is great. At least as long as you're with me, spending time with me, I'm guaranteeing you a positive and great time. So I can't speak for the rest of the world, but as long as you're with me, we're going to be having a great time. I'm going to be defying your expectations all of the time, right? Anyway, so, um, yeah, I just, I love it. Anyway, but, I mean, Capricorns are pessimistic too, but I prefer Scorpios. Sorry, Capricorns, but my dad's a Capricorn, but I just prefer Scorpios. I think because my dad's a Capricorn, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I want a Scorpio. <laughs> like, I feel like if my dad was a Scorpio, I'd probably love Capricorns more. Get what I'm trying to say? Anyway, but, um... Anyway, anyway, I I love to talk. I love this podcast so fucking much. Like, you guys just don't even know. Like, it makes me so happy. Because I sometimes I don't even want to be talking to people. I just want to be talking to myself. I just want to talk to myself. And I just, mad Gemini placements. I just want to be talking to myself. I'd be like, oh my god, this is so much fun. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. So, is there anything else that I want to say? Yeah, I mean, I identified some of my dreams and my wishes for the future, what I want out of my life, and I'm very happy about that. Um, I want to be a realist with a dash, a dash, a dash of optimism, 7.5. I want to be a 7.5, but I just want to be able to be an 8. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I mean. Like, I want to be able to, like, naturally go to the 8, but I want to always by default. Oof, I want to always by default be a 7.5. Cuz that's optimist, but that's like a good amount of real. Like that that's like that's like really really expecting it to be good, but not the best. Like I think like like to me that's like expecting it to be good. You know, cuz like 7.5 is good. You know, it's not the best but it's good. It's like, I would watch that movie again. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I a masterpiece, but like that shit was good. It was funny. It was cool. It was intriguing. It was comforting. Like we all love a good 7.5 movie. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I want to be a 7.5 with the ability to go to an eight. You know what I'm saying? Cause nine and 10 is just too dangerous. That shit is just fucking dangerous, bitch. That's just dangerous. And it's unrealistic. And it only happens once in a blue moon. I would rather just be, like, shocked that something that great happened than to, like, expect it. Because, honestly, that takes the fun out of it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. But, yeah, 7.5. I want to be a 7.5. Get that shit tatted on me. 7.5. Anyway. I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, but... But yeah, I don't know if there's anything else I want to say. I'm, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I love talking, but I think I'm done. Like, I literally can't think of anything else to say. But I just do want to thank you for listening if you've made it this far. I'm really, really fucking happy that I made this episode because I was feeling so anxious. Like, I was feeling so, 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 so anxious. And I don't even know why. But I started to have, like, really negative thoughts. And so I had to keep stopping myself from thinking because I was just like girl like you're you're we I have I've come far enough in my recovery to know that like everything that you're gonna think is just not even gonna be true right like yes you're irritated keep it at that right because whatever you think to yourself you're just gonna be creating situations in your head like need to relax 
right? Because one of those things, like what I was talking about too earlier in this episode, literally earlier in this episode, like five minutes into this episode, I was like, you know, if I tell my parents, like, could you guys quiet down? Like they have never reacted negatively to that ever in my life. Like they've never, never, ever been like, we're not going to be quiet. Like they've never done that. But it's just like, I just worry that they will, right? Like I worry that they will. And I worry that they will because I don't want to fight. I don't want to deal with that, right? But I'm sure if I asked them to, they would be quiet. But at the same time, I've learned to make peace with them talking in the background, even though I get insecure about it because it makes me feel like, um, I don't know, something about it makes it feel cheap. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, if it were a studio, the sound quality would be perfect, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, I like charm, right? I like the fact that if I look back on these episodes, especially years from now, I would love to, I would love to be able to hear them in the background and appreciate that and be like, oh my God, remember when we started this shit? You know what I mean? Like it's charming. It's beautiful. It's, it's current. It's real, you know? And I don't want them to stop talking because of me. Like I don't want them to, um, cause they're not that loud. I'm just annoyed. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm annoyed because I'm embarrassed. I'm annoyed because I feel like it makes me, it reflects poorly on the quality of my podcast, but I need to understand that like, it ain't that deep. LOL, full circle moment. I mean, it is that deep, but for me today, right now, it's not that deep. Cause obviously it's that deep. Cause I'm like, bitch, I'm gonna get a studio though. This ain't lasting forever. I don't want to fucking be here forever. Right. I want to be a big girl in my own place. And I want to be developed in this and have a studio because I just want a studio. Like I just want one. Okay. <laughs> I, I just want one. Like, it's not even like I need, I just want one. I want that. I want it. I want a mic. I know exactly what type of mic too. I want to be in a studio with a table, low key Joe Rogan, like set up, but like my version of that you feel me like I want that that's what I want for myself and the thing that's crazy is I don't even give a fuck if nobody ever listens to this shit I just want that for me like I make this podcast for me before anything else so bitch even if I'm the only one that ever has a shit I don't care I don't care so I want a studio I want a studio I want a studio even if I only have one listener and that one listener is myself I want a motherfucking studio okay and I want to film myself and so I could like watch it and be like oh my god because I think I'm really pretty I'm sorry like I literally think I'm really pretty and I don't really think I know other people think I'm pretty because they'll tell me that but I don't really know how pretty I am to other people like for example you know like people look at Bella Hadid and like most people are going to call her beautiful like most people are going to say Bella Hadid is beautiful now I don't know if most people would look at me and say that I'm beautiful I know that racists won't think I'm beautiful I know that a like like for example there are a lot of okay I'm sorry because <laughs> I'm about to do something and I just know it's not going to be taken well so I'm going to be specific the gangbanger stalker that I had um, last year, he made me feel so horribly about myself. He's a black man. Anyway, but he made me feel bad about my hair. He made me feel bad about my confidence within myself. And, you know, like I said, I think my last, I think, I forgot which episode I said this in, but it was one of my last episodes where I was saying, like, for me personally, like, um, I think it's, yeah, words 
from my heart to my society I think I said it there where it's like the it hurt more when black men said things about me because one they're unabashed about it like they're so like black men will really sit there and just shit on you like you're not a human being you know what I'm saying like they will really sit there and just just like literally tear you to shreds and then these motherfuckers have the audacity to never apologize for that not take acknowledge like uh, take um, accountability for that and then ask you to just get over it like the disrespect it's disgusting I can't and it comes from the fact that they're men more than it comes from the fact that they're black men it comes from the fact that they're just men that's what it comes from and I know we're gonna listen to this and that I don't care suck my dick I don't want you you don't want me go away you know what I'm saying like I'm not I'm not the type of girl for you anyway so like don't even be mad that I think this way about you because I don't want you anyway and again this is not all this is not directed towards all black men this is directed towards any black man that will listen to this and act in that stereotypical way of being upset that I'm saying all of this you know what I'm saying anyway because I've met a lot of black men who acknowledge this about themselves who are aware of this about themselves who've grown from this and I've also met a lot of black men who have not Anyway, so like I said, it's not because they're black, though. It's because they're men. That's why this is this is a problem. But anyway, so white men don't don't even be having the balls and also don't even have the time. I don't have the time. I don't even make the time. So so that's why black men be getting these these informations but it's because it's like I expect more from you and maybe that's my fault. (laughs) Maybe that's honestly my fault and my problem. But that's another conversation for another motherfucking day. Anyway, but um, what else do I want to say before I go? Um, I always get really like scared though when I say stuff like that because I always worry that someone I respect is gonna like call me out and be like, "That's internalized racism." You know what I'm saying? I don't know, like especially like that. But I'm like, don't worry. Even if you're scared, you'll probably you'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? Like even if you get called out, it'll be like a ripped bandaid, but you'll still be alive. Like you know what I'm saying? It's okay anyway but um but yeah I want to like watch myself because I think I'm really pretty and I just want to like stare at myself I want to like look at my episodes and be like oh my god especially when I'm older like I want to like look back and be like oh my god look at me when I was in my 20s (laughs) bro sometimes I think about that I'm like yo like I'm not gonna be like in my 20s forever like one day this is gonna be a memory I'm so sad (laughs) like I'm so sad like being your 20s is a horrible fucking experience it's disgusting it's horrible but it's just so iconic like it's literally like being a teenager but like on crack it's like being it's like it's like being a teenager is like the training wheels and then you get the training wheels off and then you're just like wow I'm an adult so much fun and it's so romanticized that it's like when you're in this period of your life it's like oh my god I'm literally in the most romanticized period of life you know what I'm saying (laughs) there's no like this is literally the most romanticized period of anyone's life in their 20s like everyone's like oh my god you're 20s and it's like it's never the most fun but that's why I want to enjoy it and I want to like really document it and really memorial memorialize it Jesus Christ I want to memorialize it so that when I'm older I can I don't know I can like um it's not about reliving it but it's like I want to be able to remember it because I don't want to relive it I want to be able to remember it that's what's really important to me like 
I want to be able to remember how it felt to be in my 20s so that when I'm older and I look back on it, I can genuinely look back on it and see it. How do I word this? Like, I never want to look back and be like, damn, I wish. You know, like I never want to do that because I feel like that's so sad because then I feel like when you look back on yourself in your 20s, it's just a, it's just like, um, what's the word? I can't think of a word, but it's like, it's just a constant reminder of what you wasted. And I don't want to do that. I, I, I have always made it my mission to live my life to the fullest with absolutely no regrets right and so like I want to be able to like like I said that's why I want to get a studio I want to get a camera I want to get all of that I want to like live out my dreams so that when I'm older and I look back on it I'm like look at her I remember you know what I'm saying I'm like I remember that sh- I was hyped as fuck I was hyped you know what I'm saying? Like, look at young me go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to be happy to look back on it and not wish I was back there, though. I don't want to wish up because this shit sucks. Being your, it's, it's truly just romanticized. Like, being your 20s sucks. Like, it's not a fun time. But it's the youngest you'll ever be. It's before. It's really the time in your life where you get to really set the, you set the foundation of who you're going to become. And once that time passes, like, it's, it's hard to do what can be done during this time in the future. You feel me? So it's like, I just want to be able to look back and be proud of my young self and be like, bro, like, because of who you were then you're where you're at now so it's like I don't like I'm in a better place but I'm in a better place because I lived my life to the fullest back then so it's like I look back and I'm like I I don't want to go back there because my life is better now but I'm glad that I enjoyed it like I'm glad I like I said I think it was in this episode yeah I think it's this episode earlier but I'm like I'm glad that I enjoyed my sexuality I'm glad that I wore cute ass outfits I'm glad that I enjoyed my body like I'm glad that I wore outfits that I wanted to wear despite you know men thinking they can harass me or women thinking that they could judge me like I'm glad that regardless of what the fuck was going on around me a bitch enjoyed it because like my body will not look like this forever a girl's gonna have kids mad kids it's not gonna look like this forever and even if it does look like look similar to this it's like I'm not I won't have the time to be that vain about it right like even if my body does look the same which it won't but like even if it did it won't feel the same because I won't be the same person I literally had a child within me Hopefully, if I'm lucky enough to, you know, bear children, bear fruit, anyway. <laughs> Is that really? Anyway, I'm sorry. Let me wrap it. I, I just wanted to, I love talking. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, nothing brings me more joy than talking. Anybody who knows me will tell you that. And it's so funny. I love when I say that to my friends and they're like, we know. I literally love talking so much. And I my okay, I will love you forever if you just let me talk to you. Like I just want you to know, like people who just let me talk to them, I will always love so much. And people who can keep up with me, 
right? But I, but like people who just let me talk and like they enjoy talk, like they, people who enjoy listening to me talk as much as I love talking will always be my favorite people, point blank period, because I'm like, wow, I'm so glad that we can share this together. <laughs> See, and this is why some people don't like me because they're just like, bitch, what the, f- why do you like to talk so much? Like some people think that's like a rude thing. Like they don't, they don't look at that as like a positive quality. Like they're just like, so you just want to talk for hours and have someone just listen to you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is so embarrassing. But yes. Yes. But also, also though, on the same caliber, like at this, like same caliber, the people who could keep up with me, like people who can like keep up with me are also just as much my favorite people like people who literally but like not people who try to keep up I don't like that but people who can actually keep up like people who literally like they talk just as much as me so it's like if I'm talking like they can like cut me off and like say something interesting and then like I'll cut them off and say something like like, you know like I love that like people who could talk just like me and people who just like listen are like those are my two favorite people truly 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 either way though what those two have in common is they love to hear me talk one just has a lot more to add while I talk, while the other just likes to sit back and appreciate what I have to say, which is just, uh, I love that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, maybe I do have a bit of a bias. <laughs> like, for example, I will never be with a man that doesn't enjoy hearing me talk. Like, my, like, literally my partner, my husband, my man, like, he's going to be sitting back and relaxing and being like, yes, just talk as much as you want. And I'm just going to be like, he's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like, he just lets me talk. <laughs> that's literally, that's, that's, that's what I want for myself. A Scorpio man who just lets me talk. That's all I want. That's all I want for me. Anyway, I'm sorry. I gotta go. Anyway. <laughs> but um yeah I feel like I'm sorry I've gotten literally just so made fun of my whole life for like this literal quality of mine that I just literally imagine people listening to this and if they've made it this far hearing this and just being like this bitch is fucking crazy this bitch is a joke this bitch is a joke but you know what it's this solar eclipse has also done another thing for me where it's like girl I don't fucking care what people think I really don't care like I just I don't care like I am who I am I have people who love me I have people who care about me and they accept me as I am and I accept them as they are so it's okay if you don't like me I don't need you to like me um I used to need that but it's because I didn't see that there are people who loved me as I was um and I'm glad that I grew past that you know but yeah so yeah guys I think I finally have to go now I don't want to though. We're having such a great time. I'm sorry, I'm so annoying. Anyway, but um literally in my dream, my dream is like somebody's listening to this and being like, no, don't go. I'm having so much fun. I don't want you to go either. Cause like I used to love the Joe Budden podcast before the divorce. And after the divorce, I went with um Rory and Maul. But I don't watch their podcast anymore because like I've just out kind of outgrown all of that. I liked it more, you know, years ago, um, during their peak and stuff like that. But 
I really liked them and I would literally listen to them talk for like hours and I would be so happy if they had like three hour episodes because I just loved hearing them talk so fucking much. I thought they were so funny. I thought I just I loved it. Even though I did think they were ignorant and stuff. It's just their energy and their vibe was so much fun that like I loved it when their episodes were long and because I talk so much and I enjoy talking so much my dream is to have like at least like one person outside of myself who genuinely like loves to hear me talk like who loves this podcast you know what I'm saying who's like who's excited if I have like a three-hour episode even though I don't want to like have a three-hour episode um unless I'm actually talking about something interesting because a girl can talk a lot like a bitch can make a five-hour episode like y'all don't know me like I can talk for a long time it's a gift and a curse I say a curse because I'm like what? (laughs) Like, that's not really normal, you know? Like, I don't think that's normal to be able to talk as much as I can talk. But at the same time, it brings me so much joy that I'm just like, girl, who gives a fuck? (laughs) Who cares if it's not normal? Like, fuck being normal. That shit's boring and lame. Anyway, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, I can't wait to get married. Anyway, that's so random. I just, because literally my dream partner, like, the man that I will marry is just, like, I don't want to talk to him, like, for that. Like, I don't want to talk for, like, five hours. Like, I want to actually hear what he has to say. But I want to be with a man of, like, a few words, you know? So it's, like, at least fewer words than me. So that, like, I can talk most of the time. And then, like, when he does talk, because he's a man of few words, he's, like, the type of person who, like... It's like he says everything he needs to say in, like, a really, like, a short amount of time. Because, like, that's just... Because, you know, some people, like, they're opposites of me. Like, there's some people where, like, they can say everything that they need to say in, like, two or three sentences. Or, like, five, six sentences. Like, some people are just gifted. Like, I feel like some people, like, I've been told that, like, I'm gifted in my, like, how I can talk, but I think that, like, that's a gift. To be able to say so much with such little words, like, I can't do that. I can only do that, like, like, I, like, the older I get, the more I'm able to do that, but, like, it's not, like, a natural gift, like, that comes with, like, wisdom and age, which is why I respect it, because, like, for me, it comes from wisdom and age to be that way, and I see that as somebody being wise, right, and like I said, being wise doesn't mean you're wise forever, because there's one person I knew, and she used to be very wise, but then she lost that wisdom, um, but when we were younger, like, she was a woman of, or a girl, a few words, and I thought that was so cool, because I'm not like that, And so I want to be with a man like that, who's just, like, a person of a few words, and just to be, like, mesmerized. Like, he'd just be like, the sky is blue, and so are you. And I'm just like, oh my god. He's so deep. (laughs) Like, that's my dream man. Anyway, a Scorpio. Where is my Scorpio? Anyway. But, and not, hashtag not all Scorpios are like that. Not all Scorpios are like that, but... Scorpios be having that energy. Anyway, uh, I hope I can find my Scorpio man one day. I want to marry him. 
and suck his dick all the time. Like, I would literally just suck his dick all the time. I'd be like, you earned it. Like, you're so amazing. You're so wise. You're so hot. Like, <laughs> I gotta go, but I don't want to go. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so embarrassing. Anyway, but, um, but yeah, um, I think that upcoming with this podcast I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do more, like, story times and, like, talk about my life more. I've become much more comfortable like I have truly truly become so much more comfortable talking um on this podcast I think it just comes from the fact that like I'm recovering um from my mental illnesses uh PTSD which I'm so happy I got diagnosed with because it makes my life easier um depression anxiety I mean I didn't get diagnosed with like anxiety like any special form of anxiety but I definitely have anxiety a lot of it, you know, um, definitely have depression though, for sure. And, uh, like diagnosed and yeah, so recovering from all of that, but also just becoming much more confident in myself and feeling more comfortable with just talking. Cause I do want to just share more about my life and just share stories because ultimately the goal with this podcast, like I spent like what like 20 minutes talking about is I want my older self to look at my younger self and be like keep going because this turns out to be the best thing you've ever done and again it's not necessarily about like fame or like making a very popular podcast like I don't care about that like I just I just want to have you know like I want to be able to watch myself you know I want to be able to feel powerful from this like for example I really struggle with talking about this episode but there's this one episode I have in season one about this guy who screen recorded me I'm not going to say his name because fuck that nigga but I love that episode and I will randomly think about that episode and be filled with so much pride because I'm like, yeah, he screen recorded me and I have no idea what he did with that. He could have humiliated me with that. He could have posted it places. He could have, I don't know what he's done for all I know in the future that shit can like, you know, come back and haunt me, which I hope it does not because I feel like experiencing that was painful enough. I don't want to have to relive it, especially because I didn't do anything wrong. He should not have recorded it. Like what the fuck? And like, use it in whatever which way he decided to but since he did that I have my episode where I let out how I felt and I let everyone who ever listens to that know who the fuck he is and what he has done so even though what has been done has been done and I can't change it at least I was able to put my side into it as well like I was able to speak up for myself in the same public way that he may have embarrassed me. I don't know because I don't want to know. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Even if he posted it, I hope that it gets deleted and I just never know if it was ever posted. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, he posted it, but Pornhub, because I remember at that same exact time, Pornhub had begun to remove all, um, like, like, they removed uh, any videos that were not, like, consensual or, you know, published through, like, specific means. Basically, they're getting rid of, like, um, what do you call it? Like, um, 
revenge porn and stuff like that and I think that as time goes on that's going to become more of a movement like I genuinely believe that like 30 40 years from now when you tell children that people did that that like they would look at us like we're crazy like I genuinely believe that in the future that's not going to age well at all right and it's going to be because we will become more empathetic and understanding of how our actions affect other people and how a lot of the things that what that people do is extremely unjustified and just straight up wrong you know and so um I I don't know why I brought that up I don't know what I was saying but basically it's like I just oh yeah Pornhub they were doing all that so I'm hoping that like even if he did anything like that that it just doesn't like it just it dies like it goes away like I'm praying that God just smiles upon me and it's just like I'm removing it right like it's just it's going away but not because I'm special but because there's this whole movement of getting rid of that of removing that that's why I made that episode that's why I put his Instagram and his Twitter in the bio of that episode is because I want people to know to stay away from him because if he or at least you don't have to stay away from him but just beware that he's the type of person who will screen record you he is the type of person who will take a screenshot he is the type of person who will do these things without your permission and then post it somewhere or share it with his friends and that even though I don't know if he did that with me I know that he's like that as a person because that experience really painfully disillusioned me to realize that like he's always been this type of person he's always been misogynistic hateful and just cruel like he's always been like that and for whatever reason I could not see it but now I see it right and I want other girls to know this is what it is right like this is what he's done to me so just be careful And I think that doing that has also given me the courage to do it with other people as well, other men in my life as well, um, who have either raped me, assaulted me, or just humiliated me in a sexual way, right? And I do want to talk about that and write about that and really publish a lot of things like that so that like people like women have done before me and women will, and women will continue to do after me is so there is solidarity and understanding that it's okay if you were a victim of sexual trauma right but you were it's not your fault you're not a bad person you should not feel embarrassed you should not feel like this is on you because you didn't do anything wrong they did we just live in a fucked up society that shames you for it you know that's not you that's society's fault and everyone within the society is responsible for shifting that and changing that not really you individually in this situation if that makes sense um anyway anyway like that burden okay what I mean to say is that burden's not meant for you to carry that burden's for society to carry because society allows this to happen not you you know so yeah um yeah I okay I think I'm done because I could talk forever like I said and I want to talk for forever but 
I mean, I could. I just don't want to because it's kind of embarrassing. Because, like, people are ignorant sometimes. And so it's, like, if this if this episode's, like, I don't know how long this episode is. But if it's, if it's, like, over three hours or, like, close to four hours. I don't think it's that long, though. But if it's, like, that long, like, some people are like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, for example, if this podcast were to get really, really big, then people are going to be like, oh, I get why she's talking for three hours. People want to hear her talk for three hours. But it's, like, if this podcast isn't big and I'm talking for three hours, they're going to be like why is she doing it because we live in a world where people are just like well why are you doing it if it's not for other people only some people understand that you do things for yourself or maybe it's just an age thing maybe when you're younger it's like that and like as I get older like more people are just not going to be like that you know what I mean anyway 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 but um yeah okay I'm done thank you guys so much for listening I love you if you've made it this far um I'll be back with another episode maybe tomorrow I had so much fun doing this so I might be back tomorrow um but if I'm not back tomorrow I'll definitely be back some point in the future um please stay happy please stay blessed um happy solar eclipse it's 11 11 I love that make a wish my wish is that the best happens. I wish that life constantly catches me off guard with the best things in the world. That is what I wish for. Um, and that whole BS where you're not supposed to tell people to wish is BS. Anyway, I hope that the best happens for me. And I hope that life is always catching me off guard. Okay, now it's eleven twelve. Anyway, but in the best way, I, I think I think it still got it. <laughs> anyway, um, love you guys. Bye.